Welcome, it's Parenting with Vanessa Cullen's podcast. Today's topic, we are going to talk about core memories of children and how important the little things are. So we're just going to backtrack a little bit. This is about, you know, right now I'm in Vietnam, so, and I'm going to tell you how I got here. (laughs) So years ago, I walk into this nail salon, which is Spectrum Nails on California Street in San Francisco. This isn't an ad or anything like that. And I just happened to meet this woman, Quinn, and Quinn is the owner of the salon, and we just really, we just always talked. We got along really well. We end up, I'd be the last one coming in and we'll go get a glass of wine. And there's a couple of times we've gone to dinner and just chatted, but I got to be honest, there seems to, she talks really fast sometimes and she is from Vietnam and there is like a translation. Like, I just, I don't know, between her, you know, language and me trying to figure it out and you know, not sure how to ask. What did you just say again? Um, it's been, it's been fun. It's been a, it's been a fun relationship. And to say the least, like she had some, an accident two years ago and like I came in, I helped her with some things or not really, I just brought her flowers, but she wasn't there. So, but she got flowers, but again, it's a thought that counts, right? And me going in to make sure she's okay. It's just checking in and doing that kind of thing. And I'm the type of person where anybody that I am talking with or not, I always pay attention to their name. I'm always wanting to know information about them and to get to know them. That's just who I am as a person because I think that everybody has, you know, a story to tell and wants to be heard. And, you know, I like to listen and, you know, maybe sometimes something will ask about me, which everyone always does, which is nice. So... I've had a, I, like six months ago, she's telling me how she, there's this wedding and she has this boyfriend or she's with somebody. I don't know what you want to call it. I don't want to say anything because I don't know anybody's titles anymore. But, um, she's like, she was talking about like these two dates and I need to be, one is, one is going to be in Oakland and then one is going to be in Vietnam and these events. And that, so I thought it was like her wedding. So I said, of course I'll go. And then she's telling me, and she's like, well, there's probably going to be like 10 people there. And I'm like, huh? And at the moment, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, she must feel really close to me. I'm like, what? What? Like, there's going to be 10 people, and, like, I'm one of them. You picked me. I was completely honored. So I'm like, of course I'll be there. I'll be there. So I took the day off work, come to find out it was, like, I don't know, the anniversary when they bought their house or something like that, and it was something small. But I don't know where the wedding came in. <laughs> I was like, what? And then, you know, I haven't bought my ticket for Vietnam yet, and all of a sudden I'm like, well, She's like, no, we're not getting married. My niece is getting married in Vietnam. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I've already told everybody, like a couple friends of mine that know her, that she's getting married. There's going to be this thing. And then I, I, then I go back and I tell my friends, no, her niece is getting married. And they're literally like, uh, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I'm like, are you still going? I go, well, I don't know. I'll think about it. But her daughter comes up to me. So then two months ago, her daughter comes up to me and she's like, are you just full of shit or what are, are you coming? And I was like, oh, I'm coming. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. But the fact that she said it like that, and I kid you not about my ticket right then and there. Cause again, let's go back to my dyslexia and I'll go to another funny story, but I'm like, you need to figure out the dates and like, I'll make sure I'm on the same flight as you because I will mess those up. And she's like, no, just like teasing me. And she's like, you could do it. I go, no, really? Like I'm going to mess it up. So, so we're getting things going. I get everything going. We're ready to pack. And then like two days before her boyfriend calls me, Quinn's boyfriend calls me and he's like, you know, Vanessa, I need to get another hotel room. I'm like, what? He's like, you know, I just learned that or how is, you know, there's no toilets. You have to squat and there's no toilet paper and that there's rodents and there's other stuff. And like, you're sleeping on the floor. And I was like, what is happening? 
And I go, did I miss something? Again, communication issues, like what is happening here? And he's like, I just, you know, I'm just going to do it. And, you know, you could stay with me. And I'm like, okay, well, that to me is, I'm not going to do that. That's disrespectful. I'm not going to stay with him for that reason. But it did get me thinking. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Like I just had surgery. Um, I dislocated my knee squatting. And then the surgery, I'm like, well, there's like a, you know, cleanliness. Like there's a thing that I have to think about (laughs) more than just like, Hey, you know, I'm coming and doing all this stuff. So I book, so then I book a hotel room too. and, And I didn't say anything to her. And he calls me the next day and he goes, um, I canceled the hotel room and I'm going, Oh shit. He must've said something to her and she got offended. So I guess, you know what? Like, and to be honest, if someone invites you to your home, I think that's an honor, especially in certain cultures. That's the one thing to look at. I go, what I'm going to do is I'm going to split my time. I'll do two nights at her house. The rest I'll get a hotel, which I did. Um, and then we all fly out together. Of course, you know, I messed up my visa. I did the wrong date. And I, they wouldn't let me in. And so I had to do like this um, call Vietnam for an emergency visa. Then that was, then the, they wanted the paper printed, but the travel agent at, at the place closes at 11. And I got the email at 11 05. And I'm like begging him, please, I'll tip you whatever. And he did. He gave me two copies. I was able to go across. And then, of course, when you get to Vietnam, you could get your visa there. So, I mean, I had to do the visa try three times. Thank you very much to my dyslexia. Well, I, put, I blame it on that, but I swear when it comes, like when people switch the months and the days and then how they ask a question, I'm like, this is gets so confusing. And then I get super anxious around it. All right. So let's fast forward now. Then, okay. So we go, we travel, we're, we're, we're getting along. Everything's great. Uh, come to find out she did get, get beds on the floor, which is awesome. So I was like, okay, this is awesome. I can do this. And we pull up to her house. So again, like it was just definitely definitely in a in an area that was like further out and you know a lot of just like pretty much she was just telling me you can't walk out there alone you have to have peace with someone at all times i mean i'm the only blonde tall person there and i was like okay that's totally fine no big deal well i walk in there and she used to have to go off when you walk in and the minute i put my foot on the floor, which is cold. Like, well, it's not cold because it's like super hot. <laughs> um, with just a little bit of dust. I can feel the dust in between my toes and the feet. And as I was stepping on the floor and it's a tile, I just remember my grandma's house. So right there, my, my just like my, my whole body just like kind of sink. And I just remember that first time I was there and just I had this flashback. And then, you know, luckily they do have toilet they did have toilets and come to find out it was a prank on him. So it was like, really like, <laughs> except there was cockroaches and there was other things, but like, whatever, I don't care about that stuff. And so I just put my foot down and I just had these like memories of my, of my grandma and just, you know, my grandma lived in Israel growing up and my dad was a big believer. Like you learn life through lessons and, and meeting people and understanding how people live and, and understanding their culture and understanding how, you know, being sensitive to others. And, and that, so that's how he was raised and how he grew up and teaching us. So we would go and, but my grandma didn't speak a word of English. So you understand, like I had no, there, it was all nonverbal communication. So that's kind of where, and she is like the, the light of my life. Like I just have these wonderful memories of her and I teasing and playing and doing all these things. And, you know, when I stepped in on that floor and I just put my foot down, you know, it was just this, this, these memories. And then just going up and down the stairs of like, well, she didn't have stairs actually, but 
the feeling it was to go up and then the bathroom, right? <laughs> Same thing. You know, you can't flush the toilet paper down. So you have a trash can right next to you. And, and that last time I've seen that was in Israel. And it, and you know, my grandma, when things would get dirty, she would literally like put water on the floor, put all the furniture up and like get the hose, spray it down. And like, we would be like surfing on the house, <laughs> cleaning it. That's just what we did. And it was great. You know, it was, and the other thing was when I was walking down the street, you know, you have all these people sitting outside drinking coffee and talking and like groups of females and then men over there playing games and laughing and singing. And we don't see that in the United States. It's really rare that you just walk down the street and, and, and that's what was, what it was like as a kid, you know, you walk down, you keep the, you keep the door open. Anyone can come in and out, you know, at Quinn's house, everybody was coming in and out. We had, you never knew who was going to stop by. The door was always wide open. And the other great thing about this was that, you know, breakfast, they would call the neighbor. The neighbor comes up, brings the food over. I got these videos. You're going to see those. I'm going to do a YouTube video to go with this. I'm trying a new thing out because let's see, I talked to some people that are, I don't know. We have some things in the works. We'll just put it that way. And I just like, I don't know, like I took it. And then when it came down the shower, it's the same, like it was, everything was the same. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening right now? And I was so touched by it. And it just brought me back to these memories as a kid. And just, you know, you don't need a lot. And my dad used to sleep on the floor as a kid. And, we, you know, we got beds and couches later on. And we would sleep on those when we go visit. But, but there was definitely a sense of community that I felt. And the other thing was that I didn't speak a word of Hebrew when I was a kid. And I, I definitely do not speak. I don't, I mean, there was like three languages going on in that house. I don't speak any of those. And the amount of emotion and conversation. It was like, I just sat there, even if I don't even know if they were arguing or not. And the same thing when I was a kid, there's so much emotion behind the communication and the hands are going and they're waving. And that's just how I communicate by the way too. And to see that and feel it all over again, I just was like, you know what? I want to stay another day. Like I, you know, I told Quinn, I wanted to actually see, you know, I understand like visiting your family and you want to do things and and you have a guest, but you, she hasn't been with her family in eight years. Like she doesn't need to be taking care of me. So I ended up getting a hotel, but I, I, I wanted to stay an extra day because there's this feeling when, when my, my feet touched the, when my feet touched, you know, the floor or when I got up from the couch, cause it was so low or when I'm just like taking my shoes off, going in and, you know, making sure that, you know, I have my slippers on. I mean, these little things and it was just how the house was designed. It just reminded me of all these things and just how emotional it was. And it wasn't like the gifts or the items or things. It was the community. It was what people bring to bring people together. And that to me is so important. And, you know, and then the next day on day two, there's like five little boys. And then this one little boy is like, ah, the American (laughs) in English. He's like, I'm half American and half, you know, from here. And, you know, but I saw them like playing outside and like running around and laughing and, you know, and I was just like, wow, I don't see this anymore. (laughs) You got like multiple parents watching all the time. You got so much stuff going on. I mean, I don't know. Like it's just, to me, it's sad what we live in, what we're doing, you know, with our children. It's like, what sense of community are we having when, you know, they can't even go outside and play. And I understand, well, I'm in San Francisco, maybe some places other kids can, but I understand everyone's kind of worried about all these things. But on some level, it's like, are you letting people in your home? Are your kids having play dates? Are you 
are you scared or is, are you too tired to have a play date? Are you, you know, how are you bringing your community together? Because community is what heals the soul. Bringing community together is what helps you. And, you know, my last, so I'm still here, but I'm going to go back to Quinn's house. We're going to do, you know, a little bit of back and forth. And, you know, one of the things I was like, oh my God, this would be so perfect. I'll never forget one day my grandma's like, I'm going to make chicken. We're going to have chicken for dinner. I was like, okay, that's great. Well, you know, and I wake up, (laughs) there's like 20 dead chickens on the floor. Kid you not. I was like, okay, that was one of my biggest memories of like, whoa, you know, that's not, that's not something you see (laughs) where, where I live at all in most places. And then I'm going through these farmers, these markets and then you see all these chicken and everything else. But today I kid you not, I kid, I, I was like, this was the most beautiful moment. We're at this restaurant and it's outside. And all of a sudden this chicken flew from the house over right down next to our table. And I just went, oh my gosh, my grandma's here. I have been so touched the last three days of just being so moved by the people, the community, um, just helping one out. And can I just tell you, there's only two people that speak English there and, and like, that's it. And we're, we're like 10, 12 people. And, you know, I felt loved. I felt safe. I felt that they'd be there. I felt very much part of the community where you know, it, that's really hard to find at home. And maybe a lot of people do have an easier time doing it and finding it. But I think for me, I work with kids that have, you know, learning and behavioral issues. And I have other things going on all the time that it's harder for people to connect with me because, like, they don't see that side of the world. Like, they have, you know, a different side. <laughs> you know, the pandemic, I was in the hospital multiple times for children trying to kill themselves. That's not people, you know, and I don't need to bring that into people's lives either. Like, that's not... It, but at the same time, like being able to talk about it and have that part of community and have that part of these kids that are suffering from whatever's going on internally, you know, their self-esteem drops and the whole thing just goes to shit pretty much for them. So then how do you bring a child out of that? So that's what I deal with all like every single day. So I understand that there's a lot of sadness in the world, but like today, you know, this last three days, I was just so touched. And then when that chicken flew, I was like, wow. You know, that was like, that was just one of those moments. And then the other thing I was thinking was, you know, I didn't see any cats. And in Israel, when I was a kid, you would always see cats everywhere, just like these stray cats all over the place. And then, um, and then there just happened to be a cat, like right after the chicken came, (laughs) I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, but it just kind of like solidified, you know, this whole thing of, these core memories and how, you know, again, like we're talking about nonverbal communication. We're talking about how you treat people, how, you know, how you create a safe space to where people feel like they're welcome in your home. And, you know, maybe you don't want people around. Maybe, I mean, as I got older, I don't like that many people to say, but I also don't want to be around people that are shallow and only think of themselves all the time when there's so many people in need and, and, you know, there's, so much to give. And when you only think about yourself all the time, it's pretty lonely. And you know, I don't know, at least I think so. I don't know, but who knows? Okay. So this podcast is around just community and how important it is and how, you know, you really, kids don't need a lot. 
I mean, the little boy did. And then, oh, I got this. And one of the kid, the, the moms came in with um, her little boy, who I just completely fell in love with. Mind you, I was like hanging out with him the whole time. It was my date to the wedding and everything. And he had a great time with just toilet paper, just playing with it, you know. And we, 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 you know, did a lot of yoga because I'm all about yoga and you know partner yoga and stuff like that. You know, the kids doing things. But again, like looking at how as a community are we coming together? Because at the end of the day. You know, depression is up, anxiety is up, kids are feeling isolated, you know, parents are feeling isolated, they're not sure how to handle their kids, and it's like, well, you know, how do we take a step back and say, how do we build a community around people that understand one another and understand what we're going through? You know, I feel like when I saw, when I, growing up going to Israel, it was all the people on the street. What I saw at Quinn's was like, it was the whole street knew one another. You know, okay, I'm going to call, you know, the person four doors down. They're going to, they come in with their breakfast. I mean, it was great. And then the first, and then they have their father coming in and then they come and they clean up the dishes. I mean, these are restaurants in their home. You know, it's like everybody just takes care of everybody. And I was just like blown away by that. And it was just a reminder of how long it's been and how much I miss that. You know, I feel like this year for our school year, we have some amazing parents. They are all getting along really well. We are doing, we're building more community. We're doing more things. And the parents are getting, the moms are getting together once a month, which they've never done before. You know, we went up to wine country because my friend David Harmon, who owns wine, or he owns, a, that you like own your own vineyard or whatever, and you can make your own wine. And he opened the door for us. And so the kids got to run around playing the trucks. And, you know, we all, I remember there was one part where we had, we were able to like stomp the grapes, we were pruning the grapes, and then we juiced the grapes. And we all just took a sip of this cup of juice. And there was this moment of like, wow, we're all sharing. And I know like that is like, well, that's kind of gross, whatever. But really, I don't know. To me, it's not. I understand we've had COVID and it's still going around, but there's a level of like community around food that I think is really important. I'll be honest. I eat off everybody's plate. That's just who I am. I've always been that person to help with kids, to kids have feeding issues. So I try to match them on their level and I'm going to eat what they're eating and whatnot. And that's a way for me to also show them how to share and to be part of like giving back and like you know, when you, someone walks into your house offering them something, I mean, you have to teach that shit. (laughs) Like it doesn't come in. And if you're not having people over at your house, it's very difficult to like teach that. Right. But I was very moved. I'm so grateful. I came here. My creative juices are going through the roof. That's why I'm like, I'm just going to do this podcast. It's been a while. And, and the other thing is, I think it's hilarious. The one time I leave in years and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to try not to work. I got a new referral every day this week. So I'm going to be up for well, I'm going to go to bed. So I already set my alarm to get up to talk to someone at 11 o'clock on Friday, which is like in two hours. And, or I don't know how long, but I have to wake up. But, and someone was asking me like, well, why don't you just like schedule for next week? And my thing is this, you know, when a parent calls me, they've already been through it. It's not like they're just calling because their, their kids misbehaving. They've already had warnings. They're already being doing Their kids are being kicked out of school right now. I've had two kids already asked not to come back. And so it's like, okay, well, how are we going to figure this out? I need, I'm on a wait list now. I have three social coaches in different schools. And I have the San Bernardino contract coming up. And I'm helping 500 families during my you know parenting with confidence workshop to get these kids back into school. I mean, the list is going on and it's getting more intense, but I have to tell you that I I don't want a parent to ever feel that they're alone. So if I'm on vacation and I hear, I will call. 
And I will take the time and I'll make sure that they're doing it. I also forgot, I, well, I don't even know how to do this, but I forgot on, like to, um, when you schedule an appointment on my website <laughs> to put that you're off. Yeah, that's me. But okay. All right. So I don't know. So that's what, what's going on. But please understand that the more that you can build community, but the right people in your life, it's, it's just going to feed your soul and make things a lot easier for you and your family, especially if a child that struggles and a child that feels very isolated and that no one understands them, you know, that once you find another family or another child that's going through the same thing, that's building community. That is building trust. That is, that is, you know, feeding the soul on that piece. And I got to tell you, um, I actually slept well on the floor. There was some cockroaches. The one thing that I had a real issue with, which is really funny, was, like, since I dislocated my knee, I figured out how to, like, because I couldn't take a shower for a while because I have, my shower is pretty high up, and so I couldn't get my knee bent to get in. So I found out all these different tricky ways to, like, you know, shower. I was like, that's what I'm going to do because the one thing about the shower that she had is that there's hair everywhere on the floor. I, I can't handle hair and water. Like, I just can't. Like, my sensory was, like, going overload on that. But, yeah, there was a cockroach there. There's other things. Like, but to me, it's, like, part of part of their, like, their home, right? This is what they That's what they live with. And it's not a bad thing. It's just that's what it is. And no judgment on that. And I felt very much at home there. And, you know, for me to be like, I want to stay another day because I just love this feeling and just remembering my grandma and remembering those vacations that we had and just how really simple it was playing outside, going across the street, talking to the older women that are gossiping because they want to figure out who you are, what you're doing. Same thing that, you know, with Quinn's neighbors over there. And, you know, and of course, back years ago, there wasn't a lot of blondes. And so, you know, I'm always, and I'm tall, so I get looked at. But, all right, I hope you enjoy this podcast. But, yeah, I think of what else I'm going to say. I don't know. I am going to enjoy my hotel room tonight and then have a call in a couple hours. But, and we'll talk soon. Bye.